Hello everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up The Sleeve. I am Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partners of Pocket Aces Racing, Jared Shoemaker and Mark Wampler. That's right, there's three of us this morning, and we are going to get our 2024 uh, year started, our second season of this podcast with a 20, kind of like a crystal ball predictive kind of 2024 preview. Um, but before we get started, Jared, Mark, how are you guys doing? How is your new year shaping up so far? Uh, I'm doing Fine frog here. Yeah, I, I'm doing great. Couldn't be doing any better. Um, and man, so far, so good. Four or five days in. I can't remember. Five days in. So far, so good. <laughs> well, thankfully, we're, we'll, we'll keep that trend going into the rest of the yeah. year. You definitely don't want to, you know, you don't want to go backwards, but you definitely want to start it out on the right foot. So um, kind of, as I mentioned earlier, folks, we are just going to sit down with Mark and he's got some predictions that he kind of is excited to share with us for, for 2024. And um, from what I've heard, it's a, it's a pretty exciting list. Like Jared's been talking about it. He's been telling me about it. Like that's all we've been telling people about it. So uh, however you guys want to get started on this 2024 preview, we can go ahead and get rolling. First of all, let's let's clarify. We're not making predictions because, uh, you know, <laughs> as, as we fought everybody in this uh, one bad step and things go completely sideways. And in a lot of cases, you know, we're talking about horses that haven't run yet. So, you know, we've got a lot of optimism and excitement about them. But we're until we put them out there and let them run, we don't know what they're going to do. So we're going to talk about what we dream about when we lay our head on the pillow at night our our, our little fantasies about our horses and uh, yes that's and, perfect and hopefully they all they they come true or hopefully a third or a quarter of what we dream about comes true you know <laughs> right <laughs> well yeah man get get us uh get us started that's uh and, you know you and i talked yeah, a little well, bit before about the, you know some of the things that we're excited about so just just dive right in man yeah so i uh you know, when I lay my head on the pillow at night um, and, 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 and or sit around and daydream about uh, the things I hope we can accomplish this year. First of all, I think 2024 is, I feel um, going into the new year more than any other year, we're positioned to have a big year. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll be disappointed if we don't break a bunch of our records uh, historically. So, and the horse that, you know, obviously comes to mind first is Irish Aces. You know, he is the most promising horse we have right now. Uh, he's got loads of potential. He could be just, you know, you know, feel like the sky's the limit for this horse for what he is, you know, a two-turn turf horse. Um, we have a graded stakes picked out for his next race, the Tampa Bay Stakes. Um, done quite a bit of research on that race. It's, I think it's a good spot. We didn't, you know, we just placed in a really tough, uh, three-year-old stake that could have been a grade three and, you know, we all but won the race, um, finishing second. Uh, but I did, you know, talking to Brennan, we didn't feel like a jump into just like the very deep end, uh, like the Pegasus turf or something like that. And I don't even know if we even got an invite to that, but, uh, um, but that was just, we didn't want to throw him to the wolves either and thought this race at Tampa, um, all the really big, you know, highest level, uh, right ground turf forces in South Florida are going to be running on Pegasus. So, uh, you know, this race is just a week or so later and, 
I think it's going to make it a little softer, a good spot. You know, you know, my our luck, it's going to turn up. I'm sure it will be tough, but I, I got to imagine the very best of the very best are going to be going to the Pegasus race. So we felt like this positioned him uh, a good race, a tough race, a graded three. But, um, you know, we were kind of easing into it, you know, whereas something like maybe the Pegasus was the deep end. And you had the McKnight on the undercard of the Pegasus, but that's a mile and a half. I don't think he's a mile and a half horse. I, 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 but I pretty much know he's not a mile and a half horse today. He, you know, maybe he develops into that, but, you know, we just didn't want to go that far with him either. Um, so, and also we need to, you know, one of the reasons we didn't win the tropical park derby is because we were on the AE. We were on the outside. We had a bad trip. We didn't originally qualify for the race. So he needs to get, uh, we need to bag some earnings. We need to get some graded stakes wins. So the next time, you know, as we go further down the road and hopefully he takes these steps up the ladder, um, you know, we're not, we're not on the AE, you know, we're not drawing in at a bad post, that kind of thing. Um, you know, talking to Brendan, um, you know, based on what we've all seen and talking to Brendan, if he continues to, um, uh, to take every step, you know, take step forward, he steps forward. He kind of wants to pattern his, um, his progress in 2024 after a horse named Santine that he had a, a year, a couple of years ago. We're not saying that Red Five is Santine right now, but we're going to give him every chance to be that kind of horse. You know, he's got to clear these hurdles we put in front of him. But, you know, Santine was a horse that, that was a grade one winner, uh, a millionaire, uh, a very top class route of ground turf horse. And, and, and that's kind of the parallel that uh, Brendan has, has drawn with this horse. Now, we have, to, we have to see if he is that kind of horse, but we're going to give him an opportunity to be that kind of horse. And uh, so that's obviously very exciting. And I'd say he's, you know, um, he's the one we're really amped about. But that's pretty obvious. Yeah, that, that, yeah, he's he's definitely he's doing everything right. Uh, the last few, well, the last three races. So, um, yeah. and, and like you say, you know, he 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 doesn't get that outside post, and maybe maybe takes a little better step, and maybe even that just just needs that little better step coming out of the gate. And um, you know, he's in uh, he he's, he probably wins that race to make it three in a row. But as yeah. it is, he stakes placed, and and uh, <coughs> excuse me, moving forward with him. So. Uh, of the of the horses that uh, we've got a couple other horses that have raced, uh, yeah. uh, you know, one taken to the cleaners. You know, she's 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 another stakes winner. We or she is a stakes winner that we've got. Uh, but um, you know, we've just had a hell of a time getting her into races and and getting yeah. her into into uh, putting her in great positions to to be her best. So, uh, kind of, what are we thinking on her going into the year? Yeah. Um, well. Yeah, you know, we had a hard time finding races. There were um, sometimes it was just the way things, the cookie crumbled. I can think of at least one time, you know, maybe shot ourselves in the foot. We should have done this, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. We thought we were making the best decision at the time, um, you know. And that's you know, obviously, you know, scratching out a team race. It had, you know, I had 
we had three or four races lined up right after that, you know, and that was just the bad luck, you know, it had, I known none of the, you know, th those three or four races weren't going to go rained out, didn't get in, whatever. Um, we probably would have taken that opportunity at Keeneland, but, uh, uh, what's done is done. Um, as I mean, it just, it's a lot of it was just, just bad luck. I mean, how many times do we have her entered and, you know, race comes off the turf. Right, the stake right. up at Aqueduct and, was a disaster, you know. It's uh, like, yeah. Otherwise, so, yeah, it's just, it just, we just couldn't catch a break. It made sense to me at the time with the Keeneland decision because we had three or four races lined up. Right, right. right. And <laughs> dang it, none of those things went. You know, I, I was just, mm -hmm. that was definitely the bad luck part. But uh, yeah, that was anyway, you know, it happens, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, Especially when you're dealing with turf horses, that's just uh, it just it can sometimes be tough. And as the season wore on and you got less opportunities on the turf, we started thinking, realizing that this mare has been in training at the racetrack for years. We were going on two years, and um, and since you know at the end of the year, the winter, there's only a couple places to run on turf. Um, now was the time to get her a little break. Was she screaming for it that she needed to break? Not exactly, but you know, whether or not they need a break doesn't really show up in day to day training, you know, uh, doesn't show up when they're working, it shows up in the last 16th of a mile of the race, you know. So, I'm hoping right now she's got a, a whole month off, she's going to do nothing. Uh, and then we are going to bring her back slowly and time it out so she is ready to start running again right as the turf season starts back up uh, in in, the, in this area and all, you know, all over the East Coast, basically. Um, as far as her potential, I, I, I think when she comes back, she's going to be at her very best. Uh, she's going to benefit from this little extra time, maybe with some punch in the lane. Um, I think though she is what she she is a high level horse. Do I see her? You know anything's possible, but do I see her? You know a grade. She's already a stakes winner. Do I see her grade three, grade two? She's going to have to take, you know, two or three more steps up the ladder to do that. But I think you know she's she's going to be a very exciting stakes filly on the turf, and any. You know, around here, any high-level uh, optional claiming, anything 50, uh, preferably 62.5, 80, uh, any small stake, on, you know, basically in the East Coast of America, kind of like we did uh, with the Opelosa stakes, all kind of small stakes, high-level allowance races, um, we're going to target all of them, you know, and we're, we'll ship to go there, you know, and... Um, that that's what I see her campaign as in 24. Maybe she can take a little step or two forward with a little break. Um, uh, and, and, and like I say, climb up the ladder a little further. Um, I'd like to, at least in 2024, you know, the Opelousas was, a, it was barely, you know, it was, it was a small state, you know, I would hope in 2024 we could uh you know with this freshening she's had, she hasn't had one in forever. Maybe we can start looking at those, hundred hundred twenty five hundred and fifty thousand dollar stakes for um and you know from april 
to October, I think there'll be tons of opportunities for her and um, she'll benefit from the break and, you know, like to like to win another state championship this year, you know? Absolutely. So um, let's think about a couple of the horses that have just uh, one or two starts under their belts. Uh, Lady Aberdeen and Double Neat uh, yep. both had really um, um, promising debuts. Yes. And, um, you know, I think uh, we're pretty excited to see what they're going to do in the coming year. Yeah. Lady Aberdeen, I think, you know, from that crop of yearlings that we purchased, you know, she was always, you know, kind of, I don't know, the apple of my eye or whatever. Uh, I just I always physically, before she even started training, I was just I always really, really liked that filly. And, um, you know, she's made it to the races. We were pleased with her her debut uh, in a maiden auction race. Uh, she came running late. We actually enter her today in another maiden auction going three quarters. Um, and she was a filly that, you know, I was always really high on her. She went to Brendan, and I would say for the first, you know, four to six weeks that Brendan had her, it was – the reports back were kind of vanilla. She's not doing anything wrong, but you know, I'm not super impressed either, but in those last two to three weeks, you know, I thought he was going to really insist on a maiden claimer for it. But, you know, as we got closer and closer to her running, he got more and more comfortable with a maiden special weight or a maiden auction with her, um, as we got closer to running because in the, the light was kind of coming on a little bit with her, uh, the closer we got to running. Um, and then I think she's a filly that she's got this under her belt. Now she's got a race under her belt and some horses, they experience that and they don't like it. You know, you'll see these kind of solid performances out of a horse in their first race. And, you know, they don't run that well again, in the next four or five starts, I, I, I just kind of think that's horses that, you know, ran hard, experienced it, didn't like it, and they don't want to go through that again. I see her as the kind of filly that relished it. You know, you know, a lot of it's with the way she was running so well late. She had to feel a little, you know, uh, she put in quite a bit of effort coming, uh, you know, for the first half mile, five-eighths of the race. And she must have felt something, but she d dug in and started running harder and harder. So she seems like a very gritty filly, filly to me who really likes her job. And that is when you've got the physical part and you've got a horse that likes to run, those are the kinds that are really exciting. So, um, I, you know, it's hard to say, you know, exactly how much talent she's going to have. But I don't necessarily want to say the sky's the limit for her, but I, you know, got high expectations too, you know, um, like to see her get her maiden broke in these next couple starts, run through her conditions and then see if, if we have a stakes filly on our, our hands. Um, that's yeah, what I just like. kind of reminds you a little bit. I thought of 19th street, you know, just watching her run yeah. and, and she just dug in and kept on running hard. Even Very when, good you know, comparison. Burn Very good. Yeah, I think that's an excellent comparison. They're physically uh, similar types, too. Handy, not real big, not small, uh, just gritty and tough. And I think that'll get her to that kind of level, just her want and will, you know, to be a racehorse. 
to be that kind of horse 19th street was we'll see if she can be better you know um you don't want to lay concrete over anything and and with uh double neat uh, um i've always been you know i've been really high on that horse too since i can remember the day i saw him work for the first time on the turf at margo and um it's one of those instances where I can close my eyes and picture it clearly. You know, when there's a horse that you can like Temple City Terror, I can just picture it, picture it in my mind's eye. The first time I saw her in the back ring, uh, double neat, I can picture him just flying up that hill at Margo and leaving his workmate behind. Um, and, the, and, and those are the horses I get excited about. Um, you know, uh, Brendan, his debut was great. Came came running at the end. Uh, we think the further we go with him on the turf, the better for him. The second race was a little bit. Um, it wasn't the step forward that we were hoping, but you know, Brendan was pretty adamant that if he had it to do over again, he wouldn't put those blinkers on. It just he wanted him a little sharper, but it made him too sharp. You know. So I think we just draw a line through that last race, and uh, we're going to be entering him on Saturday um, in a maiden special weight on the turf, going a mile at fairgrounds. And um, if that doesn't go, there's another one that enters on Monday going a mile on the 16th. I'd rather go a mile on the 16th with him, but we better be in that mile if it goes because it might kill the mile on the 16th. But regardless um, – uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he's a horse that I feel confident he's going to want to run all day long. Um, it'll be hard to get to the bottom of him. And, um, you know, again, get his maiden broke, go through his conditions and, and see what kind of horse we think we have is, is the plan. But I think he's got a lot of potential. So now we've got some three-year-olds that, have not run yet. Um, primarily, let's 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 talk about uh, the ones that are uh, at the track or or headed to the track. Uh, first, the ones at the track: carousing, Temple City Magic, um, and um, um, carousing and chemical reaction. Carousing, chemical reaction, and Temple City Magic. Um, carousing is a very exciting young horse. I mean, um, she's done. We know she, here's the thing with that Philly. We know she has speed. That's, that's half the battle. You know, all good horses have speed, regardless of how far they're going. You know, you got to have speed and she's got speed. We know it. Um, there was a little while where, you know, the other part is mental, you know, they can't just run as hard as they can, as fast as they can, you know, uh, they've got to learn how to be racehorses and, you know, initially she kind of had that just wanted to go all out uh, all the time. And we saw that with her, her uh, first couple of works. She had those bullet works. Um, now, it looked to me she was doing those bullet works kind of effort, effortlessly. But, um, you know, she couldn't she couldn't keep that up, though. She, you know, she's going to have to learn how to rate. And Susan feels like over the last few weeks, she's really made. Uh, you know, just come leaps and bounds with her mental approach to being a racehorse. You know, she's got to start running and she'll learn a lot more that way. But, um, you know, she's she's learned to relax a lot more. 
Um, and, and she'll need to do that if, if she's going to be the best she can be, even if she's going to be a sprinter, you know, you just can't go out all out all the time. So anyway, we know she's got speed. We know she's got some talent. Her mental approach to training has improved greatly. We're probably, uh, you know, four to eight weeks, you know, six weeks, something, something like that in, into running her. We think enough of her that, you know, we would probably get a race under her belt at Turfway against Kentucky horses um, just to have a race. Uh, but, you know, expect her to be competitive, too. And then, you know, kind of springboard into the Indiana because she's an Indiana bred. And that's, you know, she could be anything within the Indiana bred um, uh, uh, circuit, you know, against those horses. I would have to think she's got to have, you know, a lot more talent than your average Indiana bred. And, and we think that there's a possibility she'll even be competitive outside of Indiana bred circles. So uh, we're real hopeful on her. We, like I say, we know she's got speed. We know she's got talent. She's really making a lot of strides mentally. And uh, she's a Philly that we have a lot of expectations for. Uh, chemical reaction is 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 very similar in that we have the same kind of expectations. She she just strikes me as um, a kind of a two turn version of carousing. You know, she carousing is strong. She's like a a, a female bulldog. You know, uh, she's compact. Uh, chemical reaction is longer, leaner, uh, stands over more ground. Um, we know she's uh, she's done well mentally. Uh, she did kind of the, the first thing that a lot of young horses do when they first get to the track. She did her share of looking around. But uh, other than that, she's been really good on the track. Um, she's just now getting her first works. Uh, Ethan is going to start, you know, asking her to pick up the pace in these works. Um, but the feedback's been really po positive. And, you know, the one thing with her is physically, you know, she just, you know, she's one of those that you, you know, you stand her up, you look at her and you're just, you know, this has got to be a racehorse. I, I think as long as she wants to do it, she has got all the tools. The one thing that we can't know is does she want to be a racehorse? Does she want to get in there in the fight? And come out the winner um she's got all the other tools and, and we'll see on that but uh, got a lot of expectations for her and um the other one you mentioned was temple city magic yep yeah um brendan is very brendan has been very complimentary of her you know um he he got her down there um, I was, I was concerned that she was a little behind in, uh, where we usually send horses, uh, to Brendan in her, you know, development. Uh, she wasn't, she just wasn't as far along because we wanted to get her down there for, to, to take advantage of the warm weather in the winter down, there, you know? So we sent her to, um, Brendan a little earlier than we, we would have. But he's, you know, other than when she first got there, she had a little, uh, uh, she had a, uh, a very minor uh, colicky episode, and that was probably just from the trip. Uh, but that was that was months ago, 
uh, you know, quite a while ago, and she she got over it fine. And, I mean, that was like the first week, the first weekend that she was there. That was right like the first weekend the, the band, you know. Yeah, yeah, and she she hasn't missed the note since. And Brendan has been very um, uh, happy with it. You know, he he didn't feel it. Well, he did. I take that back. He he did feel like he had to gallop her a little longer than maybe a horse that we had normally sent in. But we knew that going in, you know, that she wasn't hadn't had as many works on the farm because we wanted to get her take advantage of all the warm weather as much as we could, you know, down in Florida. But now she started working and uh, Brendan was really happy with her work the other day. Uh, really likes the way she goes, likes her physically. And it's just, you know, with she's by Temple City. I mean, Pocket Aces Racing, Brendan Walsh, Temple City, you know, that, that automatically, um, elicits excitement you know uh so i i think it'll be real interesting to see how she develops over the next few months yeah um and you know we've got a couple other um newly turned three-year-olds that uh, i think you know we don't know anything about yet other than you know we saw them uh oathbreaker and king of the party we saw them of course oathbreakers with steve now uh, uh but king of the party accusatory oscar season you know they they well, except for accusatory, they, they all made it to the track. Um, they come back to the track, but now, you know, they're, or they've come back to the farm and now they're on some turnout. Uh, so I think we got some, we're very excited to see what they can do. We're just a, just a lot further off with uh, at least accusatory yeah. and Oscar season and King of the party. Uh, Oathbreaker. We didn't talk about him. He, he's at the track. He's with Steve. I know Steve's been real pleased with uh loves him physically yeah uh, another one that needs to maybe grow up just a little bit yeah um yeah oh you know he's by broken vowels or oathbreaker and um and and that's uh you know generally that those are horses that take time little backwards um you got to be patient with them his um his thing right now again is learning how to be a racehorse he, 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 when he breezes, he kind of breezes in spots here and they, you know, he'll, something will happen and grab his attention. And he's looking off at that and he kind of backs off. Then he gets back in the bit, you know, that kind of thing. Um, that's going to just come with time and experience. And, you know, that's where, that's where trainers earn their money. It's why they're called trainers. You know, they got to uh, desensitize them to those, those external stimuli and keep them focused um on on what they're doing that's hard to do with a a young horse you know and um we might put blinkers on him but you know it would be better if he he could overcome this himself uh, without putting the blinkers on because you're always you know a little nervous the blinker's going to make it worse you know is he more nervous now that he can't see as much so um He's, I just say he, he's a little bit more of a mystery. Um, we still ha have high expectations for him. Um, I think he can be uh, a, a very, you know, a very solid prospect for us. But it's just right now it's a little harder to see, see yeah. with him because we're just, you know, we're waiting to, uh, for the light to come on with him. 
I, 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 I kind of recall, you know, talking to Kevin about him when he was at the farm and, you know, he, we saw this out of him when he was at Silver Springs, he'd be yeah. in his works and sometimes he'd, he'd really be into it and, other, and then he'd back out and then he'd get distracted and start looking around. But then, you know, those last few works at the farm, Kevin's like, okay, the lights come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. now he's gone down to a new environment and he's distracted by all these new things. So he's just going to have to work through that process and to where it's not all new to him anymore. And that light comes back on for him. Because it seems like when the light, you know, the last cup, the last work that I saw him, I was like, wow, this he kind of looks like a little different horse all of a sudden because he was yeah. just so much more focused and so much more um, you know, into the work and not everything going on around him. Yeah. You know, something else you mentioned is in a, a new horse. He he was always a little round, a little soft. He's really started to tuck up and start to look like a racehorse, too. Um, but you're right. Uh, and I would tell people that he comes by this honestly. It's not um, these. That's how this line of horses develops. You know, I, I'm not saying that he's going to automatically become the greatest thing ever. But um, just that it, it, it's a little more of a process with these broken vows. They take a little more time. Um, I, I, I'm not alarmed. I'm not concerned. I think we've seen him do it once before on the farm. Uh, I think he'll, he'll get used to things and figure out what he's supposed to do. He's a horse, you know, he kind of potentially reminds me of a horse like Aces High. You know, mm -hmm. he was like this in his development. And when he started running, he he needed race. He needed experience to learn what to do. I, I, I can tell you that he's not one of these horses that just wins first time out. Uh, they just in, instinctively know what to do. You know, everything's right the first time. We're going to have to develop this horse. And, and if he comes along the right way, there's no reason he couldn't be a horse horse like aces high and that's what's excited exciting about him. i think he's got the most room to improve uh just about any horse we have um where he is now and where he could get um is uh the biggest difference i, I in that i see in him right now because mm -hmm. uh, he's got he's just got a lot of potential for growth I would say. Yeah. And for, you know, for our listeners that, that aren't as familiar with, they aren't familiar with Aces High. I mean, he took what, eight or nine starts to break his maiden. Yeah. And, and when he did, he, he ran like a hundred Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, yeah. He won by like 20 links. I mean, it was ridiculous down at yeah. the fairgrounds. And he wound up being a uh, stakes place. He just missed yeah. great at stakes place by a head bob, um, ran 40. So he was one of, you know, just our grittiest, guttiest horses I think we've ever had, you know? And uh, yeah, won three hundred some thousand, and yeah, just yeah. Uh, had a had a really solid career. So I I think that's what he aspires to be, and who knows, could be even more. You know, you, you just don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, excited about him. Um, excited about accusatory. You know, he is he's training now. He is galloping. Um, the you know he's a big horse. He's he's a uh, he's a big guy. He's when whenever you see him out on the track, he's gonna everybody's gonna know who he hit who he is. He he strikes a impressive uh, figure out there on the track. 
I'm excited for, and the plan is to, uh, when Brendan comes back to Kentucky from Florida, kind of fold him into Brendan's barn, move him into Brendan's barn when he gets back to Kentucky. We've got to take it nice and easy with this horse. This horse, if we can keep him sound, I think the sky's the limit with this horse. Um, the, 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 the thing will be the key to him. Well, the key with all of them is we need to see if he wants to be a racehorse, but um, that's always, a, that's a thing with all of them. But um, if we can keep him sound and, and, and by, by, by saying keep him sound, I mean, take our time with these. We've just got to be patient. We can't, um, we can't go pushing him hard, trying to make this or trying to make that. Um, we got to take our time with him. And I think if we do that, he could really reward us because um, if we, if he stays sound and we get him to the races, he's, you know, he's got a lot physically, he's got a lot of the, I mean, he, he, he probably covers a couple of links that most horses link, you know, and, and the thing is, we just got to keep them sound. And, you know, I've talked to, uh, I've talked to Dermot about that. And Brendan owns a part of him. So I, I know he'll be, uh, you know, uh, he'll be careful with him, but uh, I think that horse got a lot of potential. We just got to keep him sound. Yeah. And so, were you uh, Oscar party and King of the party or Oscar season King of the Oscar party? Season, King of the party yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just what I would mention to everybody is it's going to be a while on those horses, but don't forget Aces High was in this exact or uh, Irish Aces was in this exact same position last year, uh, almost exactly similar issues, injuries to the knee, um, and we didn't. We are reaping the benefits from taking that time we did with Irish Aces now. Um, and both of those horses have a lot of potential. Um, I was always really impressed with Oscar season and King of the party. Um, always really liked him. And these flame aways are just, you know, his, his stud fees, triple, double, quadruple, whatever. He, he's emerging as a very top class young sire. So those two horses have a lot of potential, but be patient with, us and them, and I would use Irish Aces as a, as a great example of, of how being patient, you know, you can really reap the rewards down the road. And, um, you know, they'll come along at, at a very similar pace as he did, and ho hopefully he's somewhere near as good as they are, as he is, you yeah, know. Absolutely. So what about um... – the one that I had was really getting jazzed up about uh, last year. I think we all were before uh, an, an unfortunate uh, injury issue. I don't even know exactly. I guess it's an injury, but uh, Cyclone Ranger with uh, bless his heart. With uh, you know, luckily we caught it when we did because he he could have gone. Things could have gone a whole lot worse than than they went. Yeah. Um... You know, I made a list when you talked to me about doing this. I, I, I made a list of the horses that, uh, you know, I was most excited about coming into the year. And I put him, I had him second on the list. 
um, behind Irish Aces. And it, it's kind of weird putting him second when he hadn't run in so long. But I, I you know, I think I think there's a possibility by the end of the year, Cyclone Ranger and Irish Aces could be running against each other or, you know, looking at the same kind of races for him, you know. Um, and, and, and part of that is what he has done um, so far. And part of that is the way he has responded to, to what has happened to him. He had a horrible issue. Issue. It wasn't necessarily an injury. He had a mesenteric rent. He had a hole in the uh, tissue that basically, um, and, 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 you know, I don't know a whole lot about this because I've, and, uh, well, I know quite a bit now, but I've never dealt with this with any of our racehorses in all, you know, almost 20 years that he had a, a massive hole in the uh, tissue that basically holds his intestines in place and they all popped out of that hole, you know. Um, but he has, you know, the way he, he, it was like within a week of the surgery, you wouldn't have known anything happened to him. He never took a step, you know, backwards. He never just looked like crap because he'd been through so much. It was more, you know, the month following 60 days following, he just like, he got better and better uh um after surgery and and towards the end of his time away uh with 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 and when Dermot started riding him started doing activity with him and say like November we we just had to get him on down to Brendan because he was doing so well he was crawling out of his skin his it was November his coat was dappled out um and um and Derm or Brendan, I'm sorry, Dermot had said something to the fact you always hear people say uh um things like um you know he's crawling out of his skin and or you know he he's just bouncing all over the place and you just say that uh willy-nilly, but for him it was you know it was really true. We had to do more with him. We just couldn't uh, leave him on the farm galloping and jogging in the field. So anyway, we got him to um, Brendan uh, at the tail end of the year, it, but he's just responded to such a, a bad thing that happened to him physical in such a amazing way. And, um, you know, I, so, you know, I don't have a lot to compare to as far as how horses return uh, from this injury, uh, Dermot does because he'd been at Margo and, you know, every year he had hundreds of horses. He said he had three of these horses, these mesenteric rents over the years. And uh, two of them came back, never missed a beat uh, as good as they ever were. One of them did not, but the one who did not, it, he never even made it back to the racetrack. He, 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 he had a hard time getting over the surgery, never ran again, never trained again. So, and, and we're already kind of through that window. So this is a hardy horse. He's a strong horse. He's got a strong constitution. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, uh, he, he could be in, like I say, in, you know, I hope he can be a kind of similar to Irish Aces kind of horse. 
I know you get wound up saying we're going to run horses in the same race, Jared, but uh, that's what I kind of added. Maybe we're, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do the West Coast. No, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, Cyclone <laughs> Ranger can do the West Coast and Irish Aces can do the East Coast. But uh, but my point is I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic, hopeful that uh, Cyclone Ranger can uh, eventually work his way up to the kind of level Irish Aces is on. So you know we got we've got a, a you know a fair number of other horses that, that you know we, we they, they kind of are what they are you know yeah. some of them are coming back from a couple of issues here and there um, you know some of them you know Red Five we've sent down to Tampa hopefully he, you know he's going to take to the turf down there and yeah. kind of show us what he showed us in his maiden breaking win uh, you know Mama Lou bless her heart had that uh, issue with her eye but you know she showed a lot of guts and and she. She, man, she'd run her eyeballs out every time she stepped on the track. She just uh, was kind of a, <laughs> literally. Uh, what's that? Yeah, literally run her eyeballs out. And uh, you know, social engagement. Uh, man, you talking about a horse that just can't catch a break. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just <sighs> that that race that uh, the other day. I mean, it just looked like it was so perfect for her. And but you know, she's on the AE outside. Yeah. looking in and yeah. uh, you know we didn't get a scratch uh, you know it factor we're still trying to figure out exactly what's going on there with her so yeah and Bodie's rose and i think she's starting you know she's looking better than she's looked in the last uh, few times out and hopefully uh it looks like the, the weather does not look look like it's going to cooperate next next week for her race but uh yeah maybe maybe it will we'll, we'll see and you know other than that we've got uh we've got a group of um a group of yearling or the new two-year-olds Mm-hmm. And uh, as we talked about before we came on, it's it's tough to tough to know uh, what the kind of expectations to have uh, out of any of them because they just are in in the beginning of of the process still. But yeah, um, yeah you know, but I know that you got some thoughts on a couple that might have a chance to be kind of early. Yeah. Well, I would just you know, yeah, any with these uh, just turned two year olds, you know, who it's obviously it's so early. Who can say? You know, we, we, they, they're, they're in kindergarten, first grade, you know, um, elementary school learning their lessons. So, you know, it's, you just can't say, give any kind of, uh, you know, it's hard to say how athletic, how much talent they're going to have. You pretty much can't, you know, you got to get them at least breezy. Um, I, I, the Tom's dear taught, I, I am frustrated with because he seems, it just seems like people are falling asleep on him. And, and when I talk to people, I, I tell everybody how much I like him and how much, um, you know, every time I go out to see him, I like him more and more. Um, it, you know, he hasn't been selling, uh, aggressively, but, um, I don't, I don't know why that is, uh, because I think he is a an excellent, excellent racing prospect. And I see him, I don't see him as an early type. I see him as a kind of a typical pocket aces. He's the physical we typically buy. I see him developing along those lines. I see him being a two-turn route of ground horse, uh, dirt horse, uh, who's gonna, you know, hopefully make it to the races by the end of the year, maybe early next year. Uh, you know, we're going to be patient with, we're not going to push him. Uh, but he, he, he just physically, uh, I, I, I really, really like that horse and, and, um, like the way he's been developing. Um, 
the dialed in filly out of Hidden Promise. Uh, she's she's one of these horses that just you've not you know you've not heard a single problem about. You know she's just quietly going about her business uh, day to day, just knocking it out. Um, and a lot of times it can be those horses that you know there's these horses that are always problems. There's always an issue, but she's just quietly going about her business. Uh, doing everything the right way. Um, I always thought she looked like she had some growth in her and the way she's bred, you wouldn't expect her to be particularly early. I just very typical, you know, I like to see her progress along the lines of maybe a lady Aberdeen, you know, running late next fall. Um, Temple city, Lisa Jean, um, there again, you know, Temple City. We're gonna, uh, we're going to always, you know, bring her along, kind of like we did with uh, Temple City Terror. You know, look to get her to the track at the end of the year, maybe run an early three. But um, she's done everything right so far. Uh, the McKenzie filly, big filly, uh, um, ha has grown since she's on the farm, filling out well. She's got a lot of, lot of fire. A lot of uh, uh, she she is aggressive on the track, you know, is, is what I hear from her. And uh, she's filled out some more. Um, she's probably fairly close to getting uh, her winter break here in the next few weeks. But uh, she's done everything the right way, too. Uh, happy with her. The two fillies that I, I think could be the two horses we have in their fillies uh, uh, of the two-year-olds that um, I think have potential to be earlier than what we're used to, you know, maybe a July, August kind of uh, two-year-old is the War Will filly and the Caracaro filly. Um, the Caracaro filly, uh, she looks quick. Um, she looks fast. Uh, when she was at Margo, the new farm manager or farm trainer at Margo is John Gleason. And he ran a uh, two-year-old sales with Woodford Farm for years and years. So nobody knows two-year-olds better than him. Uh, he said, you know, he would have, he would have run her in a two-year-old sale. He thought she, she could have been a good prospect to go through the two-year-old sale. Now we don't want to run her through the two-year-old sale. We just, he thought she was that type. She'd have that kind of speed and quickness. And uh, she looks like the sort. And the War Will filly, uh, she looks quick. She looks fast. She doesn't look like she's, you know, and a lot of this when they're going to um, make it to the races is, is, is how much more growing do they have to do? You know, are they, uh, you know, they close to done by the by a certain time or do they still need time and in both of those fillies i think they're going to develop and they're going to grow physically but i would hope their knees are closed uh, i would anticipate their knees being closed in a time frame that we can start leaning on them to where we would have them ready you know in the summer uh that can change at any time but those two, I think, have the potential to be a little early. And I think the Caracaro is a stone-cold dirt horse, and the Aurora Will um, could probably go either way. Yeah. It'd be hard to name. I'd probably turf, but I, she doesn't scream turf. Too, so. 
I'm just kind of scrolling through our our, our, our stable here. I, I know we didn't. I don't think we mentioned hyperbolize just yet. Um, you know, he's uh, we're, we're waiting to get him scoped. Uh, make sure his his intestinal issues that he's dealt with at the farm. Make sure everything looks good on the new you know diet and supplement formulation we've got him going on. And assuming that all looks good, he's headed off to Ethan West. So, you know, a few weeks we'll have a little more, uh, maybe a little more to report on him and where he yep. is and what he's looking like. But I know he's one that's near and dear to Mark, my yeah. heart and to Mark's. Because yeah, we bred him. Uh, I'm waiting for Doctor Slovis to uh, tell us when he's going to be able to be scoping. Just make we want to give him a final uh, look under the hood before we send him to the track. Just make sure everything's good in there and is uh, you know where he's got where he had those ulcers uh and see hopefully they've healed some with the treatments we've we've sent we've been uh doing with him and uh as soon as we get the green light from that i'm hoping uh you know early next week we'll get him over to ethan and like you say you know that's when we'll start to he you know other than these niggly little stomach issues he's done everything the right way uh we've been happy with him but he's had these setbacks um I'm hoping it's, you know, I, I can't, I'm hoping it's a age issue. You know, I've seen so many physical issues improve just with age. Um, I wonder if uh, it was worse in the summer uh, months uh, now that it's cooler and it's easier to keep horses hydrated with his stomach do better. But um so, uh, you know, hopefully the stomach looks good. We get to lean on him a little more with Ethan and, uh, and we'll learn more as, as he starts working with him. And, uh, you know, speaking of homebreds, we got two new babies about to come our way. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Matoli Philly out of, uh, um, Spellbook. Uh, really excited about that. Um, you know, when we, when we bred her, um, when we bred her, it was, um, I really wanted to take a look at that Matoli baby. I, I was like, you know, when we bred her to Matoli, I, I, I really wanted to look at that Matoli out of her because she was such a great looking yearling and I thought she could produce great yearlings. So when she didn't get sold in November, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world because, you know, that we just sent her up there. If we can get this price, we'll sell her. But we'd really like to see what that baby looks like. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And um, I think, you know, Matoli, not people, I don't think people really realize he wasn't a two-year-old himself. He was fast, but he was not a two-year-old. Um, so to finish the year as the leading freshman sire, I think was just a bonus for him. And I think that some of these better Matolis came on late in the year. Uh, so point being, I think he's going to have a big three-year-old year. I think he's going to be more popular by the end of this year than he, he was, um, say, last November. Um, so, uh, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Old Angel, she is in full to, um, complexity, right? Instagram. It's, it's Instagram, yeah. Um, Instagram, uh, 
that is a yeah, I'm really excited to see that baby too because uh, Homer Mangel was she's a, we kept her because she's such a great physical, you know, she big, strong, good looking mare. Uh, she was built like a tank, kind of like you know, if I was out looking to buy mares, she was physically what we wanted. And these Instagrams, and he's going to have his first crop of runners this year, and we we anticipate. You know, we're hoping that by the end of the year, um, you know, all those people who are in on uh, homeroom angel, definitely keep an eye on the the freshman leading freshman sire standings uh, this year because we're we're hoping to see Instagram um, at the top of the list at the end of the year. Uh, it was a little bit of a calculated risk on our part, you know. Everybody backs off of these stallions when they have their first crop of of runners coming up the next year. So you can buy low. And, and that's what we did. Um, if, and what we hope happens is these Instagrams just come up, come out running early and often. And we think he's got a good chance to be that kind of sire. And um, I think we'll get a good looking Instagram, you know, a good looking baby out of those two. And uh, hopefully by the end of the year, everybody, has that you know everybody's just climbing over themselves to get an instagram and and we sell the sell the baby for a bunch of money yeah i tell you what they sure did look good at the at the yearling sales uh, yeah. in september most of them that i saw so well you know um, some- I'm more, i want to close this out and i'll talk a little bit about high powered um and you know he is um <clears throat> he's been with us for a long time he's entered in what will be his 60th race for us uh, nine wins. He, he's kind of like that little horse that could. He's he's, he's kind of like his daddy. He's not very big. He's kind of smallish, uh, uh, but man, he runs hard every every time out. And uh, you know, he's he's won nine times for us, albeit at the at the bottom, you know, towards the bottom end. Uh, but he's won over a hundred thousand dollars the hard way. And um, one one of our partners sent me an email, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna read most of it, but I'm gonna it's a little bit of paraphrasing him cut a few things out, uh, but just, um, um, he, he just wanted to express his appreciation. So this is what he sent me, uh, the other day. He's you know, talking about the, the spot that high powered is in next week. And he said, it's actually not too bad a spot for all these entries. Wish I could attend. We'll definitely be gathering around the TV for this one. He's been such a great, durable, fun horse to be a partner in. So rare to get 60 starts out of a horse, this level for the same connections. I know he has kept my head and heart in the game through a couple of tough years. I hope a lot of partners are able to make it to the track. I've got a great feeling about this one. My favorite high-powered moment was last July 7th on my birthday when I drove down to Century Downs in Calgary for his race, sitting around uh, with the track flies in the simulcast area, and for whatever reason, I was overconfident that day. I was in my work clothes and was obviously uh, focused on Belterra Park, which is really odd to anybody uh, that, that's watching races there. So they asked me what's up, and I told them straight away that I owned part of High Powered and that he was going to smoke them today. The guy started razzing me and giving me a hard time, and I showed them my ticket, uh, 200 to win, 100 to place. Uh, there was an Asian fellow that went up immediately and placed a bet. At the time, um, about two minutes to post, he was nine to two-ish. Right before the gate opened, um, he went to nine to one. HP was bobbing and completely missed the break, <laughs> uh, bobbing his head up and down, completely missed the break, and the favorites were gone, and man, did I want to hide. 
Victor got him settled, and I hope that they were going as fast as it looked up front. 23 and 1, 46 and 4. Thank you very much. High powered would go around four wide into the sixth path. It looked as they as they straightened out like he was going to hang. High powered just continued to grind away, finally making him win the last hundred yards. It, it was funny there. Uh, were eight to ten guys that wouldn't have glanced that screen, cheering home a five thousand dollar clamor at Belterra Park like it was the Derby. The Asian fellow was losing his mind, uh, and as he had seen that the high powered floated up to nine to one. I asked him what he had bet, and he was as giddy as anyone has ever seen the track. Same as you, same as you. Haven't cashed a ticket all week. <laughs> um, and it was quite the scene. I had to let the gentleman buy me a beer, even though I, I was technically still on the clock. I got second uh, uh, I got second that day. Uh, he was in tougher. Oh, oh this is top. We went back in, in the September. Sorry, it's hard to read all that. These lines are close together. Um, I asked him what he bet, and he said, same as you. Um... I got, uh, and then the second day he was in tougher uh, when he went back in September. Um, we still had a lot of fun watching. When I walked in, all those same guys were there and they started shouting at me high powered, high powered, Belterra Park, high powered pocket aces. Um, and uh, again, that's where, that's where they got second and um, still had a great deal of fun watching. I still don't know this guy's name, but I'm forever high powered to him. Um, and taking mm -hmm. to the cleaners is more than I could ever wish for. High powered is everything I ever wished for and more. So, sorry that that's rambled great. on a little bit, but I just wanted to share that. I thought it was, uh, you know, that, that's no, that's great. Mark and I get a lot of emails from people that aren't happy with us uh, over the years, and, and we don't get nearly as many uh, with stories like this. And it's always yeah, this true. is why we do it. This is why yeah. we do what we do. Yeah. And uh, you know, for a horse like high powered, even though it's a five thousand dollar claimer. Uh, you know, uh, this partner and these random gentlemen that he met at the track, uh, you know, it was a huge, huge moment for them. And I always say it's, you know, a win is a win. I don't care where it is. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mark's been in my basement and has seen uh, the 128 win pictures that I have up on, uh, mostly on one wall. And uh, my wife always gives me a hard time about it and says, do you really need to put every single one up on the wall? And uh, the bottom line is yes, because every one of them is special. Everyone is so hard to get. Um, everything has to go right uh, to, to get to get a win at any level. And yeah. um, so the, everyone's so anyway, we love to hear stories like this. And and thanks to the partner that shared it. So I, I just want to say, you know, to all the partners that are in on him, he's a very special horse to us. He's a very special horse to Susan, too. Susan has um, taken up the sport of, of uh, fox hunting, and um, I don't think they actually go after a fox. I don't. I don't think foxes are being harmed in any way in this. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just being out there in the in the field. Yeah, they all ride ride together. Um, and she bought a property uh, in Kentucky. She's moving around in these circles, the hunting circles. And um, she has a lady who needs a horse, who's her neighbor. And she thinks um, high powered would, uh, would, would be great for this kind of thing. And I would say he needs a job. He doesn't need to go to a farm and just be somebody's lawn or I think that would be bad for him. He needs to be let down a little bit, still have something to do. And um, 
we thought this uh, fox hunting angle was great because Susan, uh, the lady, is her neighbor. Susan can always keep an eye on the horse. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be in the same circles. Susan can can um, get uh, high-powered ready for this lady uh, to be uh, uh, what he needs to be. And, and basically what we want to do is keep Susan involved in his second career. And, and we know where he is and... Um, and is, but we're going to be really careful with what happens with him going forward. Uh, because like I say, he's a very special horse to us. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's about it for our 2024 preview. I know, um, you know we didn't, we didn't get to talk about every single horse individually, but we've, we've been at it for more than an hour and, uh, uh, you know, that's uh, always a little bit longer than, than we like to go, but, uh, it is what it is. So, um, Patty, thank you much. Uh, did you doze off back there? You've been kind of quiet. No, I've, I've just been listening. Like I, when I'm kind of more, you know, I think everybody at this point in the year is kind of trying to figure out how their 2024 is going to look and how it's going to be structured. So I just, I sometimes just enjoy just sitting down and just listening and just kind of absorbing kind of the, the thoughts and the ideas that other people have. So I was like, this is as good a time as any. And I, I trust Mark to have a lot to say. So I was like, this is a good time as any to just sit and listen. So, <laughs> but you know, if, if it's that concerning, I will chime in next time. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I just thought maybe, I know you, you, you're, you've been going on a, a, a lot, a lack of sleep lately. I thought maybe you dozed off. So <laughs> um, but no, um, I, 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 wish. Think that's, I think that'll, that'll do it for our 2024 preview. Uh, next episode, uh, Mark's going to sit down with us again and, and uh, he, he's going to share some uh, some anecdotes from his uh, 30 years in the business. So, um, well, closing in on 30 years in the business, let's say yeah. that. And, um, uh, 2025. Yep. Yeah, so, oh. right, so we're getting close. We're gaining on it. So, uh, so Patty, go ahead and take us out. Yeah, absolutely. So here I am, folks, sleep deprived at all, but I'm here. Uh, but thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Um, it's a good been a very interesting episode very good kind of a little maybe like a preview maybe not a prediction but a preview into 2024 so we're very excited um and as always you can follow us on all of our social medias we're pocket aces racing everywhere which is facebook twitter uh instagram we're looking at some of the other um kind of alternatives that have popped up but for now those are the big main three where we are um, make sure that you are also subscribed to our YouTube channel, also under Pocket Aces Racing. Make sure you hit the bell to get notifications so when all those new videos start going up. But other than that, have a good Wednesday, everybody. Make good choices. And the podcast is out. <laughs>